I mean, yeah, no, there's a theory that he possibly did at least the once, but like it's, you know, that's just like your opinion, man. That's an opinion. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I don't think that's right. I don't remember it though. It's like Jesus. It's the. Oh, what's the actual movie called? It's Jesus the lady. Saves. The lady Jesus. that the wa- the lady that washes his feet with her hair, right? That's the one they say he had sex with as a right? Magdalene. Yeah, I mean, was that, that Magdalene? I have had sex with every single woman that has washed my feet with her. So I have to assume that's where I got the idea. Yeah, boy, batting 100. You know what? Let me actually think about that because that's probably the case for me as well. Because I can only assume that, like, if I was in the shower and we were, like, all soaping up and then they're just like, oh, hey, I'm going to get your whole body. And they do, like, my feet to be, like, cute. Because it's like, wow, you washed my feet. That's weird as shit. I probably had sex with that person. Damn, girl, I probably you had sex freak. with that person. So that makes me equivocal to Jesus, in theory. In In sexuality, (laughs) it's you freak like Jesus would. Okay. It's you're about to you're about to hit it, and then you check your bracelet as as we all do, and you see you know to make sure we know what time it is. Yeah. Yeah. Cannot relate. I'm still a virgin. Oh, just like Jesus. Yes. Wow. You freak like Jesus more than the rest of us. What would people do if they heard that you freak like Jesus? What would people do if they find that it's true? I don't really care if you label me a freak like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> there ain't no denying the truth. Yeah. This is a good joke because this is like a like a, a very popular 90s Christian pop song that we're doing a reference to right now freak by like the Newsboys. Is it Newsboys? DC Talk. Oh, it was DC Talk. I go down like I'm DC Talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had another song called Down with the DC Talk. I've never heard of these people. No, I, I know you haven't. Yeah, I no, think Jessel's heard of them a little bit. I own all of the albums, yes. You have all the DC Talk? I do. Oh, I need to borrow hard. that and put it on my iPad. iPod. Nope. <laughs> I will get it to you, sir. I'll take it. I'll because take it. Because we're down with the DC talk. Down, down, down with the DC talk. Were they like a rap group that were also Christian? Oh, kind of. Christian okay. pop. It was like that that kind of poppy, rappy thing that 90s pop was, but they were just Jesus freaks They at the actually same time. started the trend. Okay. Of 90s pop. If you if you look back at their <laughs> at their discography, DC Talk's rap pop album came out before any of the other ones that got famous. So uh, I have to think the DC Talk did it. Mm, okay, I feel on. like Drew's looking it up because I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing that garbage. But while Drew looks that up, uh, I guess uh, you guys do a quick introduction of yourselves. Oh yeah, I started recording like a minute ago. And and why you guys are 13. like are yeah three minutes thirteen seconds of recording. So we'll start off with the with I'll say the following thing. Okay. Um. Hello. Welcome to another episode. Uh, we're going to do the intro after I introduce everybody, the actual song. Yeah, yeah. You know. um, but this is another episode of Why This, Not That. And we have special guests today, uh, two of the three members of the podcast Broken Table Commentary, which is a, a, a all things wrestling uh, podcast. Yes. And we have two of them. We have Linton uh, Lee's The Debonair Diabetic Dad. And we have also Justin Jessel, the debonair, diabetic. <laughs> <Dad>. <laughs> um, hold on, wait. What is your thing? 
What is your thing? Well, it's the oh, I'm just the unpleasant one that keeps everything moving. Yeah. yeah he, so you're like a that, bus. That's title. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like a regular I am the hound of wrestling. <laughs> just... <laughs> no, everybody has their shtick. Lenny's the Lenny's the Mark. You and, he's the and Michael. He's the okay. You're the critic. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Daniel is the historian. Yeah, he was the historian. For some reason, I wanted to call Jessel the historian, but that isn't right. The critic, the Mark, and the historian. I'll walk into a bar and do a wrestling podcast. Mm-hmm. But and real it's quick, very loud and hard to hear because they're in a bar. It is very loud, but they but the recording quality is still great, so you can hear them fine, but they can't hear each other. And like the mics are so good that you don't hear the rest of the people in the bar. So it's two people, as far as the audience knows, like they're hearing just two guys talking, but they just can't hear each other. They yeah. just keep going. I'm sorry, what? It's just I can't believe somebody just threw a bottle. And you just, that's fun. That's fun. All these things are true. Luckily, I'm able to edit them out. So it sounds like we're having conversation. That's exactly how podcasts That is true. Yeah. That is good. And um, just between the all three of you, um, combined total, how much, how long have you guys all been watching wrestling as like a collective? Just, oh. just, just ballpark it. Okay, so me since I was seven, and so I'm 28 now. Jess, I don't years. know when you started. <laughs> uh, that is Michael. not right. <laughs> Michael started in 1999, so it'd be 18 years for Michael. Okay. Uh, I start. I, I've I've watched a lot since '96 with a nice. five-year gap. So that's 15 years, 16 years. Okay. I like it. I like it. That's and uh, I will ask 34. again, just real Wait, quick, because wrong. you won't get any, you won't get any good questions like this the rest of the time you're here. Not if we have. So I will just ask. Uh, what are your favorite eras? Like, what's Lenny? What's your favorite uh, era of wrestling? What do you What do you see as the pinnacle? Uh, the WCW mid '90s. I don't know what you would call that at this point because that was before you really. I guess you call it the introduction to the nwo right before and right before they showed up in the wcw would be my favorite so 93 to 98 it's probably my favorite in wcw okay and jessel the jurassic nice (laughs) (laughs) stegosaurus the tyrannosaurus you don't and the thing is you just don't oh neither they're both dead Yeah, they're both dead you just don't see matches like that anymore well i hope that they get inducted <laughs> into the, the Hall of Fame. Fame. Long overdue. I've been buying their merch for years, and so I'm hoping someone at WWE is seeing that and is then decided <laughs> uh, to make the Garbage. induction decision. That sucks. Um, that just sucks. And to, to, go, <laughs> to go full circle, DC Talk's self-titled album, DC Talk, did come out in 1989. Um, Boom. Was, oh, shit! Yeah, that really did lead the way. Yep, it was. Uh, it is the only of their studio albums not to reach uh, gold status, which is five hundred thousand units sold. It is the only. Okay, so that one just went platinum. Yeah, uh, actually, DC Talk uh, self-titled is only a rap album. It's New Thang in nineteen ninety. That's the that was rap pop compilation. That one is. That one is. Very good. And that one did so grow. this is good. The viewers at home who are seeing us talk. Yes. Um. Um, are going to be happy to know that we have some fairly well-versed wrestling and also Christian uh, pop rap enthusiasts on our podcast. So this will be good. 
I guess we could play the song. You want to just throw the song on there? You did it the new way. Do yeah, it the new yeah, way. Yeah, I have the new way. Uh, so we'll have the intro play in three, two, one, bow. And this is a cool thing because I can actually play it, and everyone should be able to hear it at one time due to the magic yeah. of technology. Ding. Yeah. Broken table commentary. Broken table commentary. Broken table commentary. Why broken? Not broken table commentary. That's a good broken Terry commentary song. I like it. You know, it's broken Terry commentary. You know the weird thing? I never noticed the broken table. Like I noticed the nice every time, but Nick really did just pipe in that audio. I never noticed it before. It's good. He was prepared. If it's right. he knew. <laughs> no, go ahead. What were you gonna say? If it's what? I think Lenny said it fits. Oh, it fits. Yes. Okay, good. I'm glad that there was nothing else <laughs> that he had to say about it. That's it. <laughs> uh, so what we're gonna be doing is asking you guys a series of uh, why this, not that questions. Yeah. Uh, basically, this is our first. Uh, this is our first episode with featured guests of any kind or anyone who knows what they're talking about. Honestly, as uh, a first on two fronts for it. So with this in mind, what we Daniel and I are gonna do is we're gonna step aside on answering, and we're basically just gonna assault our two guests with all of the uh, jokes and questions that our audience could come up with. Should be oh, yeah, it should be fun. And real quick, real quick, mm-hmm. is there like a quick, a real quick way to figure out how many questions we got? Because um, I did a post earlier today that blocked exclusively Lenny and Jessel. Mm-hmm. That's and why I, I couldn't like, find it. Yep, yep, yep. And I feel like we got about thirty-three <laughs> different questions. We got a whole bunch. Uh, let me see here, because what I can do is I can put a number in each of the boxes for the people. And then we can add those up eventually. And then we'll know exactly how many we have. Because, boy, howdy, it was quite a bit. I looked for so long, and I even told Sarah, I was like, I don't know what they're going to do. There are no questions. Mm-hmm. And she laughed, and I didn't understand why she laughed. And now I understand. Yeah, nah, we blocked your bitch ass. Got your goat. Man, I'm such a bitch. <laughs> well, hey, now. And I lost my that. goat. Damn. What, wait, what does that mean? <laughs> Drew got my goat. Uh, yeah, we got his oh, goat. Oh, okay. I think now she got his goat. I think what we'll do, because um, I, I don't think we're gonna we're gonna force one or the other of you specifically. So we'll let you decide amongst yourselves which one is better suited to answer any given question. But I, I suppose what we can do is we can go ahead and start with the lead-in question that we did at the end of our last episode, just to get the ball rolling here. Um, and this one is, of course, uh, th- this one is more wrestling and combat sports in general oriented. Um, and I guess I think highlights kind of the difference. But the the first question we'll start off with for either of you. Um, this one is why rear naked choke and not choke slam through two tables. And I think the context I want to give for you to think about the question in um, is you are really trying to win a match safely uh, and without risking yourself, but also very definitively putting your opponent down. So in that in that instance, why rear naked choke, not choke slam through two tables? Um, is the match a a no disqualification match? I uh, I think to make both of both options uh, available, I would think it would have to be. So yes, it'd be no DQ. Okay, yeah, no DQs. Because that definitely makes it more difficult. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, okay. Let me uh, pop open my Google to be reminded of what a rear naked choke looks like. Fair. Because when I picture it, when I picture it, it looks exactly like a choke slam through two tables. So, yeah. <laughs> I imagine that would make it more difficult. Yeah. I just well, that would make it easier. Fair. Is it a camel clutch? Is it just like a, a stupid version of a camel clutch? It's like a big hug around the neck. Oh, like a choke. <laughs> Yeah, but you're naked and coming from behind. (laughs) I haven't watched wrestling in um, at least a week, so I don't know what all's changed. It's a fast moving. At least? Yeah. All right, what's the context again? I'm trying to make it what about safety. Yeah, you don't want to expose yourself to too much harm, but you also want to like definitively put your opponent down for the win. And so you don't, you're not really trying to stick your own neck out too far, but you're also trying to make, like, in one move, really kind of shut him down. And again, no DQs. Uh, well, if, you watch, if you've watched a lot of wrestling, um, you'll know that to uh, set up tables, mm-hmm. that is in itself a very long, drawn-out process. Like, you can't just... Be like, hey, dude, just stand there while I go set up these tables. They don't, they don't allow that. They're gonna, they're gonna kick your ass while you're trying to get these tables ready. Okay. So, for starters, the process of getting tables set up, two of them on top of each other, is extremely difficult. If you're in a, I'm assuming this is a one-on-one match with somebody, uh, yes. just me and my opponent. So that in itself causes a lot of problems. Then you have to get enough height to get this guy through two tables. Which means you're probably going to have to get a ladder as well. Which again runs to the problem of, hey dude, I need you to just stand there and chill out while I get this ladder out. So you're going to have to be doing moves to keep this guy down. And what move is better to get someone knocked out so you can set these two tables up and get a ladder out? Well, there's no better move than the rear naked choke to begin with. So in order to even think about getting someone to the top of a ladder through two tables, you got to think about the rear naked choke to get your guy passed out. So I think the question is getting ahead of itself to begin with. You should always think of the rear naked choke to begin with. That is where to go when you think of this question. Okay. So your main thing there is just it's, it's really you can't even make the second decision without making the first one anyway. I don't think any wrestler has ever choke slammed someone through two tables without doing rear naked choke first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we don't Not- have the historian. <laughs> so. That's true. Um, okay, uh, how, how about this then? I want to throw you a curveball then. Let's say, what if, what if in that same example, what if you actually have a very patient opponent who is willing to wait while you cautiously set up two tables? <laughs> oh. Tag me in. Tag me in. I'm gonna tag Jessel. Okay. He's got that. He knows all about patient wrestlers. <laughs> all right, I'm the legal man here, and I got one word for okay. you for why rear naked choke over two choke slam through two mm-hmm. tables. Splinters. Ooh. Ooh. No one likes splinters. Not even the turtles. They're teenagers. They don't like their dad. Nobody likes splinters. Teenagers are always mad at their dad. They hate splinters. Everybody hates getting splinters in their arms, foots, legs, butts, heads, all of it. And if you get choke slammed, there's a lot of splinters. Even for you doing the offense, sir. Whereas a rear naked choke is a cuddle with no splinters. 
that leaves you in a place where both of you are happy to lay down and look at those two tables that got set up <laughs> and go, nah, we're and good. good. Yeah. Because sticking in, in line with the safety thing, if you're not getting splinters, because the move is specifically a choke slam. If you just lift them up with your hand and then let them go, like that's just a throw. Yeah. That's just a That's regular right. throw. You're, you you got to, like, bring them down with it. That's right. And you have that, to yeah. give any amount of downward force yeah. for it to be a slam. And you expose yourself to danger. That's Splinter City. It is. And there is there is no way to have fake splinters. Wrestling has been trying for years, and there's just no way to do it. <laughs> They've gotten down the they blood. They just want to do, like, a... Like, <laughs> one of the various Randy Orton RKO's to the end uh, to the announce table and he just like comes up with a big piece of wood sticking out of his thumb. <laughs> They've been trying. With people used to, Ow. people used to try to wood like when they like go underneath the mat. Mm-hmm. Like if they'd go out of camera, they'd try to wood themselves, but it just never would work. It never happened. We're hoping to get there. We're hoping to get there one day, but come on, guys. I'm excited. It's going to well, take a while. Oh, okay. Okay. Wood themselves. All right. I got no, it. Not, I'm with you now. They're not blading themselves, but with wood. They're not blading themselves. They're wooding themselves to get to the place. Okay. Yeah. It took me a little bit, but I'm with you. I'm on board, but all I'm right. not on the table at all. <laughs> That's good. I want to ask this next question, right. so I'm going to. Fair enough. Um, so this one is a different type of combat sport Uh this is this is just you have two guys these two guys really hate each other and they want to make like the biggest possible impact that they can in their fight they want to set it up and make it a huge spectacle with their with their varying martial arts styles Mm -hmm. and so when they're picking the venue they make this choice so my question for you guys comes from riley michaels is why the octagon and not the pentagon? Well, if if what they want is spectacle, mm. then they need to have the most eyes on them possible. And to do that, they're going to need to have like it to be broadcast over as many airwaves as they can. See, the Pentagon, they restrict viewing access. Mm-hmm. Oh. You can't you can't look inside of the Pentagon. So if they fought in there, no one could see you except for <laughs> Uncle Sam. <laughs> Whereas if you fought inside of an octagon, all octagons by right, by virtue of being an octagon, are surrounded by rednecks and frat broys who really, really, really want to see two guys almost break each other's legs, but then Joe Rogan stops them. He cuts in. Okay. And Joe Rogan always cuts in. <laughs> he always, always does. That's why he's such a comedian. <laughs> that is why he's a good comedian. You ever watch uh, so the Man he... Show reboot? Very nope, funny. I've All watched. Um, I've watched uh, Fear Factor. Close enough. Was that him? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, Originally, yeah. yeah, I think he was all of the contestants. Um, Lenny? Yeah? Do you have any any extra bits to add about why fighting at the Octagon instead of the Pentagon? Well, yes, I think we... Points. I am curious. I think we all know that all they do in the Pentagon is sit around and talk and don't actually do any action. I mean, the government, right? <laughs> Oh, guys, God, what are we paying for? Military. <laughs> so if anybody's watching them, it's it's like 
It's like watching drywall paint dry, so that's boring. We're just like putting our tax dollars into into putting our tax dollars into the welfare of the of the military expenses. It's like putting your money in your in empty pockets, right? I mean, Damn. When Nobody's did you and the Pentagon break up? What <laughs> what happened between you two? You got some issues. I had no idea. It's such animosity. I've, I've heard you stomping around upstairs and yelling, and now I know. Now I know what it's been about this all the time. The Pentagon broke his little heart. Just fucking hate. I, I, think, I think also though, just a point not like no one's brought up is ultimately. Let's say if you want to, you know, aside from the fact that you aren't allowed to look at stuff in the Pentagon, let's say if you were to sell it out, an octagon has a minimum of eight people who can look at it due to it having eight sides. Pentagon's only got five. Mm-hmm. It's real simple. Oh, that's true. true. Like Straight if you were minimum. dead center of the Pentagon, mm-hmm. that's just only like, like at most fifty people watching. Yeah. Lowest common denominator. Yep. I'm going to do the next one. Right, Even good. more so than that, hmm? if you're at the Pentagon, if you're at the Pentagon and something horrible happens there, the government will try and cover it up and you'll never know how you died. Oh, oh that's right. You actually will never know who you won. Know, it, could, it could have been the that's greatest right. match of all time and we would never know because it was too good for the common folk to like hear about. <laughs> just a news headline. Pentagon says match was just fine. It was okay. nothing to really shake a stick in. And you'll look at you'll look at pictures of the match, and you'll be like, "But I don't see any 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 people." And they'll be like, "No, there were people. Yeah, there were definitely people there." <laughs> I don't know. It's I like the I like the 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 main event conspiracy of the Pentagon. That's pretty good. Uh, that's that's pretty. Uh, Drew, you can ask the next one. I feel like we're at the best possible jumping off point. Yeah. Uh, this one. Um, a lot a lot of people. Uh. A, a character, a character archetype that I know has existed, but I don't think is very common in the WWE and you know the, the preeminent uh, wrestling organization. I don't think that's a controversial statement. Um, there's not a lot of characters though, who are who are religious, fo- religion focused in their character or in their execution or anything like that. So what I want to ask you guys um, is why WWE, not WWJD? And this question is from Chris Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the, the obvious answer, unfortunately, comes straight from the Bible, uh, because unfortunately, Jesus outright tells you to turn the other cheek if you get hit in the face. Now, <laughs> if you take that. And you apply that to any wrestling match in the history of wrestling, you've ruined you've ruined wrestling forever. Ooh, that's, hold that's on. just it. I've got a counterpoint to that. Ooh. Got a counterpoint. Okay. Uh what about wrestlers like Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan, where the main way that they get back into the match is by taking multiple hits to both sides of their face in order to power up. Now that is true. Jesus does not say you have to keep turning the other cheek and you're not allowed to hulk up and then hit the big boot. Yeah, exactly. I think it's implied. 
but I guess we can't call it. Okay. No, that's a theological argument at that point, not a wrestling uh, one. I th- no, I, I think I, it I just depends on the version of the Bible you read. <laughs> I want to come at this from a okay. different angle, guys. There's one one reason why WWE, not WWJD, mm-hmm. means something to me, and that's merchandising. Mm. WWJD, they got one bracelet. Ooh. <laughs> WWE, they got shirts for every single guy. They got hats. They got glasses. They got scarves. They got masks. They have balls. They have toys. When is the last time that you got a uh, Judas, not Judas Iscariot, the other one, t-shirt? Never. We never got one of those. There's not a Bartholomew t-shirt. You can't go around and buy a Simon Peter scarf. You can get one for Zack Ryder. Is that merchandising options? If Jesus was really serious about reaching the public, WWJD would have so much more merchandise available. But it doesn't. You just got them stupid bracelets. Lance Armstrong has a bracelet and a T-shirt. If Jesus, if Jesus Christ was less focused on flipping the tables of money changers and more focused on slamming people through tables and then selling shirts that depicted him doing that, I feel like WWJD would be stronger. But no, that's an absolutely good point. Now we do see the uh, fish on the back of cars sometimes, but I do agree yeah, two two, two different yeah. things. Jesus, but, yeah, is usually, yeah, so usually when I see it, it's like how John Cena has like the Paps Blue Ribbon <laughs> shirt, but then he also has just like the the Live Free and Die Hard shirt that he has, <laughs> and he just yeah, you know, and it's the same thing. Jesus, <laughs> like back when he was his gimmick was just like white guy rapping. He had the fish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then when he eventually evolved to be big daddy of, I guess, the world and the company. Oh, he, uh, Jesus, Jesus doesn't evolve. He was immaculately conceived and created that way. I see no difference between that and John Cena. <laughs> I'm not arguing that. Just saying Jesus doesn't evolve. Fair. <laughs> Jesus definitely needs a gimmick change. I will agree. Uh, yeah, I, well, I, I really because they've been building. He technically came back and he did do like the Undertaker's gimmick mm-hmm. for a little bit. That was but like then he like dropped company. it. He was just like, no, I was I'm, dead. But like that's not I my mean, character. I, I, still, uh, I don't want to get into you know like the theory crafting and some of the spoiler stuff. But I've been looking at the script for the uh, for the Armageddon storyline they're going to be doing with Jesus. Oh, well, that three, stuff is yeah. gonna be if if it's done the way that it, I've seen it in the leaks, it's gonna be immaculate. It's gonna be super good. You you <laughs> know that all of the oh. fans are gonna be a lot more interested in that chick riding on that dragon <laughs> than they're gonna be interested in Jesus. What he's gonna oh he's back and now he's wearing white. They tried it with Gandalf. It barely worked. Jesus isn't even Damn. Ian McKellen. That's very true. <laughs> they tried to get him. He's not in the in the. Plot. And that's why I don't support Jesus, because he's not Ian McKellen. <laughs> you hit we the nail on the head. Lenny. We've listened yes, to the nail on the commentary. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Speaking of good, here's Speaking a of here's another question. <laughs> oh. Now, this one, I don't really want to give any context for. I'm just going to ask it, and you guys can decide amongst yourselves why one would be better than the Mm -hmm. other. But this one comes from Melanie Jessel, and this one is simply, why boxing gloves, not boxing socks? (laughs) 
I mean, I, I, this one seems pretty pretty cut and dry, right? Boxing is a sport about using your hands to hit people in the <laughs> face. So boxing gloves, those are, are on your boxing hands mm-hmm. to do that. If you have boxing socks, that's that's a different sport. That's kickboxing, completely different sport. So using those for boxing, that's pointless. Well, I'm not. A guy comes out there. A guy comes mind. out there with his boxing gloves, and his opponent comes out with his boxing socks. He's gonna lose. Boxing socks, you'll lose. Boxing gloves is clear because they're not even the right kickboxing socks. They are socks for boxing. That's right. Exclusively <laughs> yeah, boxing socks. They don't even socks. help you in the in the sport they should be used in. It's they are for the wrong. <laughs> it'd be like it, it'd be like soccer gloves for like a person who isn't the goalie, like. <laughs> well see that is actually well, legal because you're not allowed to use your yeah, hands anyways see, yeah see it's, <laughs> they, they, it's they, dumb it's they real dumb okay well I, I, I will because I, I want a little bit more <laughs> um, taking boxing out of it just in general <laughs> just in a general way why boxing gloves and not boxing socks? Like, like say, say you just you just ended whatever sporting thing you were doing, be it kickboxing or boxing, and you just look at either your feet or your hands, and you say, you know what? I'm gonna leave these on. <laughs> Why boxing gloves and not boxing socks? Hmm. I don't know how familiar you you are with the film franchise of Rocky. Hmm. <laughs> But in the film franchise of Rocky, uh, you can see people wearing multiple boxing gloves. And there's an important thing that happens with boxing gloves. They are taped on. (laughs) Specifically, in the movie Creed, you can see the guy get very frustrated and worried because he has to take a real big shit. And he can't because his gloves are taped on. This is not a joke. This is a scene in that movie. If he had boxing, <laughs> if he had boxing socks on, you wouldn't have any of that complication or character growth that having your boxing gloves. Right, you would just get a guy saying, "Oh, I need to shit," and then he looks down at his feet, which are just wrapped in tape and boxing gloves, and he goes, "You know what? I can still poop in these." Yeah, he can still. He can still. And then he wipe walks, and butt. for some reason, I'm picturing there being a honk with each step. I know that there isn't, but I'm. <laughs> But I'm imagining that every step is... <laughs> Those boxing gloves and not being able to poop is very important. Being able to poop regularly with your boxing socks on, you have them taped on your feet, who cares? Doesn't matter. That doesn't make you a better person. A person that is worth watching in a it's movie. It's the reason that Creed won so many Oscars. It was specifically that scene. I just <laughs> and I, I want it is imperative that you all know I am not making this scene up. That is a legitimate scene That's in this movie. Actually. Creed, Creed Creed says I got I got to take a shit. You got to take these off of me. To Sylvester Stallone, Michael B. Jordan says those those things. To Sylvester Stallone. That's fantastic. That I can't take the taped on there. Gonna have to shit in pants. <laughs> That's my Nickelodeon Sylvester Stallone. This is a very good impression. I think my favorite thing about that whole second line of arguments is just I keep going back and thinking about some guy walking into the bathroom that he's in 
and there's like a bathroom stall, and so he can just see peeking out from the door just a pair of boxing gloves on like a foot. <laughs> Here's the really thing that funny. I think is actually it's an understated thing, and so you look at you look at boxing gloves in the context of you really got to go do a number two, right? And so you gotta think they're like, what do you really got to use your hands for in that in that scenario? And it's really just getting the paper. But that's a very finesse uh, focused activity. I think if anything, having the gloves in that context is going to make you better at your fine motor skills, at your accuracy. Well, um, is Creed in his uh, boxing shorts too? Because those are tied extremely tight as well, Jessel. Uh, yes, he it's, is it's indeed wearing his boxing thing. shorts. Another finesse oh. challenge. He has to untie a knot and get toilet paper, and then he's going to be able to carry that. I like I'm going to have to see at least ten minutes of this movie now. Just that scene. I'm going to need to go. At find least that scene. Just yeah, yeah I'm that's just going to need to find that ten minute seconds. segment. Yeah, that's need all you need. Ten minutes. <laughs> thirty seconds, and you'll you'll understand. And there's that much impact in thirty yeah. seconds. Uh, for the purposes of this <laughs> argument, yes. Oh, God damn. <laughs> uh, with that. Um, I have to make sure I freeze right. I'm going to move on to the next question. This question is from Josh Hendricks uh, is the next one I'm going to do. And this one is more of a, uh, this is a general. Uh, I actually, I want to say uh, the context I want to give for this one is that you are trying to market this sport for a mass audience. And so you're trying to get as many eyes viewing it as possible. And so uh, with that context, the question Josh Hendricks asks is why bullfighting and not, and the way this is spelled is bear, B-E-A-R hyphen knuckle boxing. And so that would be two bears fighting each other with their knuckles. So why bullfighting and not bears knuckle boxing? Well, now, hold on a second, because bullfighting isn't two bulls. Bullfighting is one man versus one bull. That is true. <laughs> so would it not be with, because it's not bears knuckle boxing. It's bear knuckle boxing. This is one guy huh? fighting a bear with knuckles. I actually I like that one more. Okay, so yeah, I'll take or just right. another <laughs> matador, right? Yeah, so it's so so the for, for, to make all things equal again, you're trying to market this for a mass audience, and so why bullfighting, which is one human matador versus a bull, ver, not bare knuckle boxing, which for all things being equal is again one human matador, <laughs> bare knuckle boxing a bear. <laughs> Oh, with that one, I think I think Jessel's going to be muted for a little while. With Lenny's immediate response being, oh, God. I think I want to hear from Lenny first. No uh, problem. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, that's right. You guys can just mute him. That's that's fair. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, he can come in in a little bit, but I want you to set the groundwork. <laughs> Uh, trying to get as many eyes on it as possible. Well, damn, I'd much rather see a bear and a matador. That fucking sucks. Uh, <laughs> that's way not cooler. Gonna... <laughs> not this time, though, Lenny. Why? Why do you? Think? But you know what? You know what? You know. You know what? You know what? Though. You know what? Though. There's, there's, there's a thing about bulls, you see, and it's that. Bulls don't kill that many people. Yeah, bulls kill people. We see it. We see it on on uh, if we uh, if we get on 4chan and stuff every now and then, and we 
But we've seen we've seen bulls kill people, and we know it's not that bad. Like they bump into somebody and they fall down, and they're just motionless. But imagine bringing your kid and watching a bear maul someone to death. Seeing a bear kill somebody for holding up something red, god damn, that's gonna stay with my little kid. My for anybody, oh god, for anybody that doesn't know, my kid's name is Scotland, and that's gonna stay with little little sweet angel Scotland forever. Seeing a bear eat somebody, one of her favorite shows is called Masha and the Bear. It's not Masha and the Bull. It's not about a little girl who has picnics with a bull. It's about a little girl who has picnics with her bear friends. Because bears are good for kids' TV. Not bulls. Nobody gives a shit about bulls. So, yeah, let's just let bulls be on TV. And bulls, you know, if they kill somebody, it's okay. It was a bull. That's all right. That's, you know, it's not going to happen that often. They're not as dangerous. We can train bulls. We've seen it happen. You can't train a bear. If a bear kills someone, it's going to haunt your child forever. There's too much at stake with bears, you guys. We can't do it. We can't do it to our children. I feel like... We cannot... I feel like that's all good. Especially because even if the bear is trained... Which uh, you can't, uh, you could you theoretically can't. train a bear. Like they've done it in Do the circus, it. but at the <laughs> same it. time in the circus, nobody is actively punching the bear. Like in this, <laughs> in this sport, the person has to go to the bear and this is, and they just, I think at most, because it's not bare knuckle, like they, they could, they can have something on their hands, but they're fighting a bear. They're punching it. Even if the bear's well-trained, it's eventually going to go, wait a minute. You're an enemy of mine. <laughs> and and the thing is, is like bears, most bears, like if you play dead, a bear won't outright eat you. Like there's, there's a couple bears that will, but if a bear is mad at you, it will kill you and then proceed to just keep killing you after you died and that's eat right. you. And that's, that's just the case. So that's very, very well, well thought out. I like it. Insightful. Very right. good. Uh, Jessel, any points? Uh, I think that bulls probably come in more colors, right? Uh, because you just got three colors of bear, white, black, and brown. And panda. Whereas bulls. And koala. Like, you got blonde. That's still, that's still all white, black, and brown. I, I don't know. All, I didn't even think about koalas. Because then oh, it's also- the opposite of a human is just beating the fuck out of a <laughs> tiny mark of an itty-bitty marsupial. And it can't fight back, so... <laughs> Bulls are just more interesting to look at. Yeah. If we're just wanting to get eyes on the program, mm-hmm. you got more variations of color on bulls. That's true. I like it. I like it. And you also know what you're going to get because bulls are, are all the same. There's not a bunch of different kind of of, of bulls. Like, there's not a marsupial that calls itself on a bull. Of that, bulls aren't even endangered. So you can just kill as many of them on TV as you want. It's less risky. Whereas I'm pretty sure someone would write in if you just had a sporting event that was a man punching a panda bear in the face. Those things don't mate a lot and they're hard to keep up. Solid. All right. Okay. I like it. And uh, and this one, this one, I will let me let me find let me find a mm-hmm. fun one here. Uh, bum 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 bum. Oh, here we go. 
I like this one. This one is from Chris Smoot. Um, and this one is just, this one's another one where there isn't that much context that really needs to be given. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I will just ask you guys straight up, why Goldberg, not Goldblum? With Goldblum, of course, <laughs> being Jeff Goldblum. No context? Like, so we can just say it's for a wrestling match? Well, um, the thing about it is, is that you could do that, but I want to, I want, when I say no context, I mean just general, general thinking. If somebody's like deciding to, I don't know, cast a movie or do wrestling, just anything, yeah, like, like what, if they are doing anything and they could pick, okay, like, even if they're just in their kitchen, like, I want someone to help me make dinner. I want Goldberg instead of Jeff Goldblum. What makes Goldberg better? Why Goldberg, not Why Goldblum? Is, yeah. Why is Goldberg a better all-around all than Jeff Goldblum? Um, yeah, I for, think all, the reasoning uh, is because Goldberg is uh, – he's very good at accepting when – if he can't finish the task, uh, he'll just look around and ask, well, who's next? And he'll bring them in to help. Hold on. So I think that uh, that argument really, really, lever, uh, really kind of relies on me accepting that Goldberg is a humble person – but not only that, that he's more humble than Jeff Goldblum, and I don't know if I buy it. I've seen Jeff Goldblum in a lot of interviews and in a lot of just abnormal everyday situations, and that's a really nice, humble fella. Is it? I'm pretty sure he's a he's a real nice uh, guy, as far as I'm aware. I don't but know because so- I just refer to it as an it, and I wouldn't do that if he was a nice guy. Ah, see? Yeah. <laughs> That's very I funny. Didn't count, <laughs> I didn't count on you dehumanizing Jeff Goldblum in your argument. All right. No, let me Google him. I don't know what he does. Wasn't he in uh, Jurassic Park? He was in yes. Jurassic Park. He was um, in, in uh, Tim and Eric's Million Dollar Movie. <laughs> he was in uh, Jurassic Park 3, <laughs> The Lost World. He was in no. He was in Jurassic Park Two: The Lost World. Um, is that even what true? else has he done solo? I think I think the oh, second he, one is just him by himself. He's in Igby he's Goes Down. Wives, but I don't count well, anyone. Oh, in the he's had three man. wives. How many wives that I can had? think of off the top of my head? But I, considering he's so handsome and a wrestler, I would assume it's more. Fair. <laughs> But that's the thing. If you now, if, if you assume time, it if, more and you look it up and it's only one, that really speaks for the character of Goldberg. That even though he's swarmed constantly by several uh, several uh, uh, participants on the Jackhammer, he <laughs> he he instead says, "You know what? The only person who comes next this time is my wife, because I put her before it. even me." He does only have one spouse as a just Wanda Farrington married 2005. Oh, that's... Uh, did you say Anna Ferris? No. A Wanda Farrington. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I did not we say have to give We have to give Goldblum some credit because he has three wives, but he's only had two children, so he's not going in there and building families and then breaking them all apart. So that's pretty but responsible. That could also mean that he was just such a bad husband to one of them that he never even had sex with his wife. He didn't even consummate the marriage. He, he had one uh, wife that he said, you know what? You're not worth having kids with. 
I'm going to bring along my other two from the wives I enjoyed more. Right, hold on. You know, I, 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 the fuck am I answering for you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Actually, I, I want to make I want to make this a little tougher because I feel like I feel like Lenny got off easy with that one with no context. So here, here's what I want to do. All right. So Lenny, the context I want to give you is and Jessel. I'm going. Jessel's and Jessel. also there. That's right. And yeah, it's Lenny got off easy. But yeah. For, yeah. Uh, so for the whole thing, uh, what I want to do is I, as a as a single man, I am trying to go to a bar. I'm trying to pick up a woman. And I want a wingman who's not going to be too intimidating, but is also going to be able to smooth talk and help me out with my game. Now, obviously, I think the obvious choice in that situation will be the smooth talk and swarthy old man Jeff Goldblum. But why, Lenny, if I'm looking for a smooth, non-intimidating wingman, why would I do Goldberg, not Jeff Goldblum? And where did you say you were going? You're going to a nightclub. I'm going to go into a club or a bar, not like a dive bar, like a like a like a upper class kind of place. A, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a bar that's just like by next month they could make it a club because their sales have been doing so good. Um, when, yes. when you're going to a club uh, and a bar and you want a wingman, mm-hmm. you don't want someone who's going to take the ladies. You want someone who will be kind and uh, charming and help bring them in, but not someone who's going to take one away. So bring Jeff Goldblum, and like you said, you know he's a nice gentleman, he's attractive and stuff, but. You're, you're kind of guaranteeing that's going to make it more difficult for you. Not only that, in Goldberg's last run in the WWE, his whole entire his whole entire stick in being there was, all of this is for my son. His whole entire thing was about, I am doing this so my son can see me wrestle. So if you bring Goldberg along with you, you are guaranteeing that you are bringing someone along that is only going to talk about the fact that he is married with a child. And... Even furthermore, when he was there, he would bring his child and put him on his shoulders and just carry him around the ring. So Goldberg, as he is also charming, he is going to be carrying his son around on his shoulders in the nightclub and just letting all the ladies know, hey, I've already got a kid and I've already got a wife. So all those ladies there, they're going to be like, all right, well, he's taken. What about this other guy that's not taken? So your wingman is totally going to be bringing chicks to you. And that's what a wingman should do. Okay. That was a very good answer. Okay. I'm angry at how good that answer was. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm angry too. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see here. I like Which it. Which one do I? Wait, hold on, Drew. Can we ask this one? This is, I think, the most difficult question. This is the one I think we should ask. Okay. Because it means yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go and I'll go and knock that one out. All right. Uh, this question uh, for the broken table commentary folks is from Jerry Shuter, um, and his question. Um, I want, and I think the context. I do want to give a context for this one. Um, uh, one of these is all. One of these is already real. We already have a concept of it. But I want, like, if you were if you were conceptualizing a peak fighter in any combat sport, um, and you have these two options, one of whom already exists. Uh, that that's kind of the context I want to set before we do it. Uh, the question Jerry asks is why Floyd Mayweather, not Floyd Juneweather, and that is for a peak conceptual fighter. <laughs> well, that's me looking up what the weather is like in June. I love the little bitter batter of, of of finger feet walking across the keyboard. So good. <laughs> <laughs> what holiday? All right, so we're we're talking about the conceptuality. Yeah. 
of uh, of the two Floyds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are theory crafting a fighter, and you have Floyd Mayweather okay. as one option and Floyd Juneweather as your other option. Right. So, so in this argument, we there there is no argument to be made about one is real and one's fictional. We're like, we're existing in an argumentative world where both exist, yeah. and Mayweather is preferred. Mm-hmm. Why Mayweather over Juneweather? All right. Um. Uh, all that stall tactic didn't help. Um, <laughs> all right, so Floyd Mayweather mm-hmm. is known as Money Mayweather. Yes, he is. Um, I have to assume that that is because that uh, all the money comes in in May. So... That means that Floyd Juneweather would have to be Floyd Debt Juneweather, because that's what happens with your money. You spend it all, and it's all gone for debt. So the only assumption I am willing to make (laughs) is that Floyd Money Mayweather has all that cash and all that green, whereas Floyd June or Floyd Debt Juneweather, he's got to be in the red. (laughs) Red is an ugly color. It means you got no money. On top of that, it's summer. It's hot. May, it's not quite summer. It's all right. And he's got all that money. In a world where both men exist, and both of them aren't money Mayweather, one of them's money Mayweather and one of them's debt June weather, as, as is common knowledge. It's like... Clearly, like and you want to be in the it's green. Like yin and yang. Yin and yang. Money and debt. Mayweather, June weather. Mayweather. Both Floyds. Two Floyds. One universe. <laughs> I'm a little sad that we didn't get that question for last week's episode, which was a question just weather. about weather. Oh, for weather? That yeah. Been, that would have been a very one. nice one to get. I'm jealous. That was real solid. I do like that one. I like that one. Uh, Lenny, you got a, any kind of better justification than <laughs> stupid nicknames? Oh, dear Lord of Christ Jesus. Um, <laughs> well, no, no, I don't have a better answer. Uh, uh, May has Memorial Day in it. June has Father's Day. So, maybe something there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, in Memorial Day, you're... <laughs> You're already respecting fathers because fathers died. <laughs> and so Father's Day is just like the watered-down version of Memorial Day, except for they're alive. But they can also be... No, I don't have anything. <laughs> nope. That's hard. Well, I will, say, I will say that, that picking up, just, just pulling up this list of, of holidays that I'm seeing, even though like they're stupid, idiot, fake holidays, just by pure number alone... June has, according to this one, like five, and one of those is considered like the summer solstice, which is like not even actually a day. Yeah, and May has uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten. Damn, you can barely wake up and not hit a holiday in May. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, keep in mind, this one lists, like, uh, May 4th, like, Star Wars Day and Cinco de, de, de Mayo and and National <laughs> Teacher's Day. Just these made-up shitty holidays for garbage. 
But it, yeah. it has more of them than June does, though. Take that, teachers. <laughs> but I'm trying to figure out how having more holidays would make you a better athlete. Oh, it just <laughs> means you, you can athlete. appeal to more people. It's just, like, you have more chances for people to get behind you, and morale is an important part of fighting. If you don't have the crowd behind you, you're not going to get that extra puss you, puss you need to be puss. victorious. Puss. You know that he loves he that does. puss. And so the he other guy, me. you want to know what some of the other ones that the guy gets? <laughs> May, June weather, like the first holiday he gets is June 6th, which is the celebration of D-Day from World War II. That guy's a downer. That guy's <laughs> Memorial Day. God, no, that sounds so cool for an athlete. Damn, that thing is, that's, that, oh, that's cool. Actually, it's just Memorial Day again. Memorial Day is already a soldier's day. D-Day is just yeah, This one is just soldiers. like the worst parts of it. <laughs> it's just... This is hey, what this we, one isn't necessarily celebrating the soldiers. This is just reminding you that hey, they <laughs> died. <laughs> like a lot of them all at once. Many of them from both sides. You 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 remember that day by just whispering in someone's ear, "D Day happened." <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's funny. That's, <laughs> That's funny to me. Oh gosh. Oh, God. What is Juneteenth? Why is that a thing? Yeah, uh, I'm looking at all these June holidays. There's National Donut Day. That one's pretty cool. Don't, yeah, don't but argue donuts, against donuts. your own side. Well, <laughs> oh, shit. That's right. It's, well, it's, donuts aren't good for you if you're an athlete. That's true. Yeah, if you're an athlete. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Uh, yeah. um, if you want a carb load, you want to not go with the sugars. You want to go with the yeah, pastas. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> So whatever pasta day's in, and I know that's a thing. Uh, Drew, since you technically picked one that I wanted you to pick, you should you should just pick this next one as well. All right, all right, I'll I'll pick I'll pick the next. Pasta day is in October, <laughs> so f- clearly Floyd October <laughs> weather. Well, it, he's the one. That's Halloween. Yeah. That's pasta it's the day. Oh, he's, oh, he's, he's the guy. He he, of course, would have the the nickname Candy. Naturally, oh, he'd be he'd be Floyd Candy yeah. October Weather. Good God, thing we didn't make <laughs> Floyd the Candy October Weather. That's funny. Uh, yeah. My punch it's is too candy sweet. Candy man, can man. My punch is too sweet. My punch is nice. too sweet, and he kisses him. He goes, mwah, mwah, and he punches you right in the face, real hard, and it hurts. That's terrifying. You don't like it. Yeah, like you're not ready for that. You twice and then punches you out cold. That's, that's right. horrible. It's just a horrible thing to do to a person. All right. Uh, here, here is what I have. Uh, this question is from Michael Dean. And I think this one, we've done a lot of like the, the part of uh, wrestling and combat sports that the audience gets to see, right? But I, I think, I feel like, I feel like some of those are easier. I want to, I want to, this question I feel like deals with some of the prep. And so I want to, I want to say like when I, when a, someone who's, you know, a wrestler, a boxer, a fencer, a slapper, whatever, whatever combat sport you're doing, right? <laughs> Uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta exercise, you gotta tone your body so that you're ready for that, you know, that show of skill. And so with that, uh, with that in mind, Michael Dean asks, why a clean and jerk and not a clean and nice guy? <laughs> a clean and jerk? Clean and jerk. It is a, it's a type of weightlifting. Well, let them, let them find it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I just clean. I mean, <laughs> I mean, nice guys finish last. That's what I've been told my whole life by everyone I've ever met. <laughs> so clearly, being the jerk's the way to be. Daniel, you can agree to this. I can. Oh, you don't have to, but you can. Oh, um, <laughs> I will tell you this. I will tell you this. I have done all things considered, uh, pretty decent for myself. 
by taking a shower every day, making sure that I soap myself up real good, and mm-hmm. I always shampoo and I always condition. I wash my hands when I go to the restroom, when I'm in there, when I'm yeah. done, when I'm walking out, and when I'm walking in there. And I'm also not nice to everybody. That's so, right. And when we're talking specifically, specifically about uh, about <laughs> getting higher up in the sports world, if you look at wrestlers right now, the two nicest guys are Sami Zayn and Ty Dillinger, and they both lose constantly. But you look at the big jerks like Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, those guys are big old jerks, but they're at the top of the card. Oh, Being a clean and jerk, that's the way to be. I would Being a clean and nice guy, you're at the bottom of the card. That's mm. true. And Ty Dillinger and, and Sami Zayn, like, they have, um, they got beards, right? They do have beards. Uh, um, uh, Ty has a five o'clock. Oh, so that's out. even yeah, less clean. That's, yeah. that's that, that gross, not very hygienic face. He's got all that facial hair, but Samoa Joe is clean shaven. Yeah. And he then is. that other one you said is, as is Brock yeah, Lesnar. Roman Reigns is just pushed. <laughs> that's, that's right. He's the exception right. that proves the rule. From this top. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. Nice. Solid. Okay. So yeah, you want to be a clean jerk and not a clean nice guy, right? That was the yeah, question. Basically. Yeah, being a yeah. clean nice guy is... Oh, I didn't even look at... Oh, what? Okay, <laughs> I'm doing this one. <laughs> um, hey, you guys have to select um, two people to run the country... So my question to you is why the Bushwhackers, not the Bush presidents? Uh, well, God, (laughs) there's a term limit for starters that the Bush presidents have already, uh, have already, uh, passed. Yeah. So they, they're not allowed to, but they wouldn't be allowed to be presidents. I guess if it was like a, a royal kings and queens rule. Um, but the bushwhackers would handle things appropriately. Uh, I instead of uh, destroying the housing market, um, they would run around. They would run around the housing market <laughs> and wave their arms up and down, and that would get other people in the in the housing market to join them and be like, "Okay, you know, let's do this too." And then they everybody would get in shape, and they'd be you know in way better shape. So you know we have everybody going in circles for starters, which is good for the body. Um, and good for the community. Uh, instead of going to war and killing people that you pretend like were responsible for terrorist attacks, uh, they'd uh, go and get uh, thrown thrown out of the Royal Rumble really quickly. So, and you're not going to start a world war by getting thrown out of the Royal Rumble quickly. I mean, that's not going to happen. That's way better for for everybody. If you know, I mean, if we're comparing, I mean, it's you know. Which one would you rather have, World War Three, or to be thrown out of the Royal Rumble in a very quick amount of time? You guys. <laughs> you guys. On top of that, I just want to point out how much people enjoy Arnold Schwarzenegger as a politician. Mm-hmm. He's not from America. 
the Bushwhackers are not from America, i.e. everyone will like them in charge of the country. That's a very good point. A hundred... A hundred percent of celebrities that are in office and not from America are liked. I mean, I don't have the that, numbers to disprove 100%. that. Because I can only the think of, of the one. That's so... Me too. On top of that, the bushwhackers are men of the people. They were sheep herders originally. They were also kiwis, little tiny birds. Those things are the things that the people love. They're not high, high up and up and coming, hoity-toity, Richapalooza <laughs> former president men. And on top of that, they're, they're regular Joes. On top of that, would you rather have <laughs> world leaders that try to get Jeb Bush into the White House along with them, or? Get inducted into the Hall of Fame and give each other headlocks while up there. That's right. There's only two Bushwhackers, not three Bush family men trying to be presidents. <laughs> two We're is better than the, three. I'm not saying the Bushwhackers would be great at running the country. <laughs> but I'm saying that the things they would do would not be nearly as bad. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. If the Bushwhackers had been in charge, there would not have been a September 11th. <laughs> Now, <laughs> I'm gonna go on right now. That that is a great fact. First thing they would have done is getting rid of September entirely. Okay, okay. That that is where I thought that was going because the fact that you didn't call it 9/11 really yeah. had me thinking. Like, okay, there's something else the Bushwhackers are gonna be doing here. You're not just gonna. And it's getting rid of the whole month. I mean, honestly, yeah. If the Bushwhackers There's were running the country months. and I was a terrorist, I would look over there and I would say, "That's not worth crashing into. <laughs> That's not worth it. Not at all. <laughs> it's, not worth there it. are men on the plane that we are on. We could hijack, running in circles, waving their arms up and down. And, and you know, I think, I think if I was a terrorist and I really wasn't into their ideals, I would assume that they were going to do everything on their own and just. That's right. The, the Bushwhackers are notorious for beating up those terrorist types, oh, like the okay. Bolsheviks, that tag team, the fabulous Rigaud brothers, which they even beat at oh, WrestleMania How many five. people have, have the, have the, the Bushes beat Bush at WrestleMania five? The only people they've beaten are the American citizens. Yep. Good. <laughs> Back to Lenny being broken up with by the government. <laughs> broken by the Pentagon. I, think we, I told you. I not think to, we got time for for one or two more, depending on how how fast we get these out. Okay. Um. Let me see. All right. Here's. Uh, which one do I want to do? There's so many good ones. There's so many good ones. Uh, this one, I actually... Um, uh, Daniel, I'm going to let you do another one because the, the one I want to do is going to segue into uh, part of the reason they are here and their next thing really well. So I want to, I want to end it off on that. Oh, uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alright, let me take a quick look here. Um, you know what? Here's one that, that I'm going to ask you guys. <laughs> And I'm excited to see what you do with it. Um, <laughs> I don't really... Drew, help me out oh, with God. the context here. 
Let me see here. He's good at that. Um. Okay. All right, all right. So. So I'll. I'll. I'll do the context, and I'll have Daniel do the actual question yeah. itself. Uh, the con- the context here is you are trying to defeat. Uh, I'll say I'll say this this is this is WWE standard you know wrestling uh, <laughs> is the is the sport you're in, and and you are against your opponent and uh, the part of, and the part of the storyline is basically what you need to do. Uh, let, let's say you are you're high enough on the card that you have some say over what your storylines even are, right? Um, and in this match, you need to not only beat your opponent physically. But you need to make sure that the audience sees you beat them emotionally and mentally to the ground. So you, it's it's the context here is you have to beat your opponent, not even just physically, physically as well, but also on a mental and like emotional level in that. And so with that in mind, uh, Daniel. <laughs> so your question is, why body shaming, not body slamming? And this mm-hmm. is a question from Josh Hendricks. Now, I do want to go on record to say that we, me and Drew, don't condone yes. body shaming. <laughs> but for all, all intents and purposes all. of this question, Lenny and Jess will do. So... <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is the WWE. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon is known for loving his men as big and as sweaty as possible. So if you are a man and you're not big and you're not sweaty, he has to make sure you know it. If you know, if you if you don't realize that you're small, he will make sure you know because a lot of other big men will come out and they will make sure you know how small you are. Hulk Hogan, that guy's big. <laughs> big show, big cast. There's plenty of big, big junkyard dog. There's plenty of people that are big. But there are no wrestlers that are known as small something. On top of that, they need to be big and sweaty. If you don't work up a sweat, Vince McMahon's not going to love you. And if you're not, he's not going to love you. Then you're not going to get those titles. We could just enter that ring right now, you and me, and I could just tell you by looking at you, Vince McMahon's never gonna love you. You're never gonna you're never gonna succeed. You're gonna have a career of never succeeding. You'll have you'll have guaranteed money as you sit in the back like Jack Swagger and do nothing. Just breaking in those paychecks because you are just too small <laughs> and clean. You need to be you you need to be big in the WWE. And if I'm not body shaming you, you're going to learn that the hard way. You're going to learn that by working in that company for seven years and then being fired and going, I don't understand. It's because you're too small to understand. So, so then really, even if, so when you frame it that way, I guess my takeaway from that, it's, it's sure, you know, body shaming them, saying that, hey, you're, you're small, you're not sweaty enough, you know, all that. It, it's, it's sure that's, that comes off as a bit rude, right? But that it's, it's better to... A little bit Rick Rick rude. rude. And so it's better better to be hit with some rudeness in the WWE than it is to be hit with just sheer irrelevance forever. Because that's your only other option, is what it sounds like. Because that means that not only do you win that match against that one person that you're being really mean to, but you're probably also going to win a lot more matches because... You're being so so horrible to these guys that are already having a hard time. Better better than winning matches. Better than winning matches. You're gonna make them just quit. 
You'll never have a match with them again. You will win, and then they'll never beat no. you because yeah, they're, they're out not. of there. They're too small. Their feelings are hurt, and they know they just aren't big enough. <laughs> How sad. But that is true. It's <laughs> a good answer. Solid. <laughs> that body shaming is a good thing. In the WWE. That's what Jessel and, and yeah, that is what Broken Table Comics That's is. canon. Not us. Not it's, <laughs> it is canonized. Alright, um the, the the final question for the wrestling episode I wanna ask. Uh this of course leads into uh this episode will be going up next Monday, which is the thirteenth, which is uh or no, the fourteenth. And then uh, the end of that week on that Sunday is 20th is SummerSlam, which is uh, one of your guys' big shows. Um, and so, with that in mind, uh, I want to ask you guys this, um, and and I'll let, I'll let you fill in the context. I feel like the question speaks for itself, but this is a question I came up with. Um, is uh, For you guys, why the SummerSlam and not the Fall Fall? The Fall Fall? The fall Fall. You're making your the fall fall. You're, you're, you're making a you're making a wrestling pay per view. You're trying to have it have a like an eye catching name, all that. Why the Summer Slam and not the Fall Fall? Um, when you look at wrestling throughout all the history of wrestling, and there's a very vast history of wrestling. For those that don't know about the history of wrestling, uh, the word slam is used so often. There are all these moves that have slam at the end. It's just power slam. <laughs> Other slams that I can't think of choke besides slam. power slam, body slam. There you go, choke slam. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a bunch of slams. Slam and wrestling go together. Mm-hmm. Fall, fall and wrestling don't go together. Fall is something that your grandma does. Fall is something that a leaf does. Fall is something that I'm going to do to sleep. <laughs> no, you don't fall and wrestling. <laughs> Slam asleep. Your grandma doesn't slam. <laughs> slam and wrestling, they fit perfectly. Falling, falling is just a thing that everybody eventually does at some point in their day, sometimes twice, and they have different meanings. Slam is perfect. Now, for the summer, it's got to start with an S. Now, what other spring. season starts with an S? <laughs> well, spring does, yeah. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if the question... If the question was why SummerSlam, not Spring Slam, I wouldn't have an answer. But it's not that. It's why SummerSlam, not Fall Fall. And I have an answer for that. Yeah, and don't forget, Fall Fall is just inherently confusing. Which fall is the fall? That's a good point. It's SummerSlam, you know. Like yeah. It's, it's a, yeah, it's SummerSlam. You know which part tells you what time what of day time it of is. Day? The fall fall. <laughs> Is it, is it, yeah, yeah, the summertime of day, not not the fall time of day. Yeah. With fall, fall is, is the first fall where, 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 where you, where you hurt yourself or is it like the dumb word for autumn? See, now if this, if this was the autumn advance, that'd be cool. Or autumn advantage. These these just sound like insurance. These all just sound like... Those are those are both bad. I don't have to argue for those. This isn't some spring slam argument we have to make. Fall fall is dumb. It'd just be fall two. It'd just be fall squared. That's so stupid. 
On top of that, you you got you got a number of eyes watching. It's all about how number of eyes. Kids are in school. They can't watch Fall Fall. Oh, they got homework. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the business angle. John Cena can't inspire all well, the children if he's keeping them away from their homework. Well, the, the kids are all back in school, and SummerSlam hasn't happened yet. And also, in addition to that <laughs> point, most pay-per-views <laughs> take we're, place we're, on we're a on Sunday, the same side, which most kids don't have school on. Uh, Sunday's oh, down. right! I forget that yeah, Sunday school's out for summer. Yeah, I guess really. <laughs> the, t- the teachers have to go back, but they're just prepping. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's garbage. <laughs> uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> I like it. Uh-huh. I like it. I like it. That was good. Uh-huh. And is that it? Is that what we're doing? I liked it. Uh, yeah, that yeah, was solid. I didn't think of asking them a question myself because we had like 30-something from everybody else in the whole world. Uh, yeah, the final count was 51. We had 51, 51 that questions. Wow. That, that we are going to throw, that we're going to have in our bank. Uh, oh, it's. I think we got... We got about one from each person, I think, numerically. So I think we knocked like 10 or so out of those. And so we have 40 or so left to throw into the bank. Noise. I like yeah. it. Well, um, but the thing about it is that I didn't think of, of mm. a new question um, for you, Drew. And I don't know if you thought of one for me, but I thought it would be fun to have Lenny and Jessel pick the theme for our next recording session. Okay. And then I guess just whichever one of us thinks of a question in that theme first, we'll just do it. Yeah, that's fine. That is absolutely fine. Okay. So what is what is our theme for next session going to be, uh, Linton and Jessel of Broken Table Commentary? Um, hmm. This is, this is a... Um... This is, this is a, a high task you have we tasked have. us with. Well, we've done... We've... Public... Public safety. Public safety. Safety. Public safety. Public safety. All right, let's see. Let's uh, let's see how quickly I can come up with. Um. Okay. Uh, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, so the so next week's theme is public safety. Right. And what I want to ask you, uh, the 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 question I have for public safety is, Daniel, why crosswalk? And not cross to bear. Mm. Okay, <laughs> I was trying to also come up with one with crosswalk. I'm mad. I'm mad uh-huh. about it. Yeah. Do, why crosswalk, yeah. not cross-eyed? <laughs> Some stupid <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, our, our next week's theme uh, uh, is going to be public safety. Uh, thank you. Uh, do you guys want to do any general plug things before we end off the show? Uh, yeah, uh, Broken Table Commentary is our uh, our discussion creative Silly wrestling podcast. You can hear us Thursday, uh, Thursdays at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the uh, the Thursday this week comes out, you will be able to hear a special SummerSlam specific episode that'll have mm-hmm. both Daniel and Drew of why this not mm-hmm. that on it, uh, where we will be covering a, co- a little more simpler non-historical wrestling topics, also keeping a little more comedy oriented is a great jumping on point. Um, uh, Michael is very excited to talk to you fellers 
since he couldn't oh, be nice. here today. And we will, of course, have a link to your guys' podcast in our description. Uh, and yep. you guys are on SoundCloud, like, yeah, you, you SoundCloud boys? Uh, SoundCloud, YouTube, and you can follow us on Twitter at BrokenTable.com, C-O-M. And we have our own, I have a website, BrokenTableCommentary.com. Yeah, and we'll have links to all of those. And on their SoundCloud, their podcasts are available for download. So you can listen on the go if you don't want to jam up with the with the soundcloud app uh yep the archive is all on uh all on our website and on youtube and of course you can download from youtube too so you know yeah yeah. it's just a little more annoying well here i'll tell you how to do it go to (laughs) flv2mp3.com insert the link the the insert the link of what you want of our episodes only. Don't steal music. I'm giving you I'm giving you yeah, permission. Episode specifically. Yeah, it only works for us. Wink. That's right. Wink. All right. Well, Drew, you can you can play the go out music, and then we'll probably talk over the song. Yeah, there that's it is. How it goes. Thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, it was a good old boy. I was worried there was going to be a lot I of uh, talking over each other. With four people, but it actually worked out very well. Yeah. We can try and ruin it right expecting. now. Let's all start talking. Everybody's talking. I don't have anything to say anymore. I don't want to Yeah, I'm all out of words. I'm so yeah, I burned all my words. There's some shirts. I mean, you can I check out DC Talk's album. I'm not even sure if he's from 1989. That's right. self It's pretty good. Good night, everyone. Slap walls. Slap walls. Uh, and of course, uh, as we always say, uh, uh, bye. Bye. <laughs>